Welcome to the Team Clearcoat Podcast. This is an automotive enthusiast podcast by two car nerds. We love cars, we love talking about cars, and we love yelling at each other about cars. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Hi, Dave. Hey, Ian. I, I said hello first that time. You did. I'm so proud of us. You know why? Why? Because... <laughs> <laughs> you like, guys, I uh, brought Dave Taffy and... You brought me taffy. He's the most excited anyone has ever been about anything. He came into my house and I snatched it out of his hand. <laughs> Without so much as a thank you, just like, oh, taffy! I think that this one might still have a little bit of wrapper on it, but I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm here for you, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, taffy. And also, I know I feel like we're like every episode we're just doing blanket fort updates, but... I know. Dave really has knocked it out of the park. Uh, we are in Blanket Fort 4.0, and we have taken over an entire room in the, his basement now. This is a major uh, revision to the Blanket Fort. This is no longer Blanket yeah. Fort. This is now a blanket cave. It is. It is a blanket cave, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, someone like from the Taliban is going to be <laughs> over in the corner, and they're going to be like, this is great acoustics in here. Great acoustics. It, it's, it's like you're eating at Matam Fez. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, so anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to get right into... I'm going to chew, chew taffy into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me get through this sour apple taffy, and then we can talk more. You really are just chewing right in the mic. Hang on. I can turn myself down. Okay. All right. Well, I'll start with... How about that? <laughs> can you hear me chewing? You guys have made a huge mistake. <laughs> a huge mistake. I have taffy and energy for podcasting. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unplug Dave's mic, I'm and gonna... we're going to start talking about the news of the day, which literally came out like an hour ago. Yeah. So, um, so when you hear this in a month. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We record. We, yeah. Quick turnaround on these. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so uh, Porsche announced today that uh, the Boxster and the Cayman will be uh, henceforth uh, turbocharged four-cylinder engines, uh, flat-four engines, and um, they're going to change their designation. They will no longer be – well, they may still maintain the name, but they will also have the 917 – or I'm sorry, the 718 um, moniker. So, um, so 718, is that like a – am I loud enough yet? It, yeah. Uh, is that like a – is that a number that has Porsche legacy? 718 seems it, like it was just out of nowhere. It does. It does. Okay. Um, so it does have uh, legacy and it has mid-engine legacy. So it, they had a uh, Le Mans car. Uh, they did a, a campaign at Tara, uh, Tara Floria. Uh, sorry, Targa Floria. And uh, a bunch of other races. Um, okay. And actually, so Wikipedia had a list of drivers that drove in it, which I had to look up. And it was... It featured Graham Hill and Sterling Moss. And oh, okay. So, Some of the greats. Yeah. Um, and, and they were mid-engined, flat four-cylinder engines. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. So it has it has heritage and stuff. I think it's interesting, too, that they are moving to... So they've, uh, they've pre-pended uh, all of the Carrera models with 911 again. Because for a long time, for a while there, they... If you, Whenever you saw a badge, it would say Carrera. It would just say Carrera, right? 
but now I think they're they're all going to be referred to as 911 Carrera. Okay. And so all of the cars, all of their cars in their line, um, as far as I know, I don't know about the Panamera, but all of the sports cars okay. will have a number. Okay. Um, but the, the, there's no plans to do that with the SUVs, with huh. the Macan or the, the Cayman. Okay. Or the uh, Cayenne. Cayenne, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if the Panamera gets one because it's kind of like it walks the line. Maybe yeah. it'll, maybe they'll bring back the 944 or 948. Yeah, it, maybe. I mean, I think it would have to be, if anything, 928. 928, okay. Because that was a V8. Um, yeah. You you know the models a lot better than I do. Yeah. Because yeah. they have V6s and V8s of the Panamera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. They don't really have a... There's no, like, legacy of enormous... Yeah, front engine. Four-door Porsches, so... Yeah, that Dave wants. Right. <laughs> and Dave... I've come around on some weird cars lately. Yeah. I, I, the Panamera, just, like, I know it's... Crazy fast and everything. Oh, okay, it's so ugly. No, okay, so he, here let's let's. I'm sorry, I'm going to hijack this into a Panamera discussion. That's fine. We're talking okay. about Porsche. That's close okay. enough. Okay, so let's say let's not talk about a badge, right? Let's say I gave you a car, right? A four door hatchback car with a big. Oh, hold on, hold on. Point of order. Are you referring to the Panamera as a hatchback? Yes. It is not a hatchback. It's got a weird little hatchback thing. No, you tried to do this with the Lincoln, too. I'm not buying it. Okay, all right. It's not a hatchback. It looks like a hatchback, okay? Well, yeah, but that's... we it, have the. It has more more trunk space than a sedan. We have the Mercedes CLS to thank for that. But that also means it has less headroom in the rear. Okay, all right. But, okay, lit... <laughs> okay, so let's say I'm just giving you a car on paper, right? It's yeah. got four doors. You can get a manual transmission or you can get a a dual clutch gearbox. You've got a giant V8 and in some cases a turbo V8 in the front, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Does it matter what body is attached to that? And it has racing legacy. Um, Take the badge and the looks out of it. But by that, by that, Ian, you and I are team clear coat, man. We're that, based on performance over looks. Not to say we don't like looks. But okay, here's the thing: is that that car is is no matter how fast it is or how much racing pedigree is in is in there, it it's not a sports car. It's a luxury car. Uh huh. And so I think looks do matter more when it comes to that. Hmm. You know, I think like. Uh, a Subaru STI can, right, can get away with being fucking ugly, right, because it's really utilitarian, right. Okay, but if, a luxury car can't, right. If, okay, if a no, that's a valid point. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Finish your thought. No, I was gonna say, you know, if a if a Rolls Royce was was ugly, you weren't gonna be, you know, no one would be like, well, but it's super comfortable. Right. That's all that matters. Okay. No, it, that's a, it. That is a, a a big part of what makes a luxury car is is the way it looks and its presence and how you feel when you walk up to it and how you feel when you get in it. Okay. I I feel like anything with that size of a turbo V8 and that ki- those kind of brakes, that's a sports car in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm I'm more likely to overlook looks with it than I am to uh, get hung up on them. I do. I, I, can you get the Panamera with a manual transmission in the U.S.? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So 
that's that's my Panamera. Right oh, now. it looks like not after 2014. Okay. So, okay. The internet has solved that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I don't remember where we were going. We were talking we were talking about ports changing the numbers and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I I actually have you know, thought about this a while or for for a little bit now because of the, you know, kind of in the larger context of uh car makers moving to alpha alphanumeric uh naming systems. Yes. Especially God, we're gonna Lexus talk about and them. BMW. We're gonna talk about them in every podcast. Lincoln. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. They have great names in their heritage. And they do. And it's it's mostly because of um, uh, because of uh, the emerging markets, right? Like China and India and all these other yeah. places that are starting to buy cars, and they want to move to global brands and everything. Well, you can't just na- slap an English name on a car and then sell it with that name around the world. Right, right. Because then maybe that name, like in English, translates to we want to punch your baby in the throat <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in whatever language is, you know, this car is being sold in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like throwing three letters at it kind of solves that problem or a number, you know. Right. Yeah. But it's disappointing, I think, when I, I don't I don't like it because I'm like, well, what's a what's an MKZ? You know, who gives a shit? Even, what's an RLX? Even for cars that don't have like cars that don't really stand out to us Mm -hmm. like you can say something like acura vigor right (laughs) and like we get a cool we know that legend yeah the legend right yeah or like the ford probe yeah right oh yeah right but like we have that reaction to a name that's not helping dave (laughs) don't bring up the ford probe in an argument about why car makers should use names instead of numbers okay i I will challenge any of the Team Clearcoat listening audience. If you ever owned a Ford Probe, I will almost 100% guarantee that you loved it and you need to write us an email to tell Ian that it was a cool car and you loved it and that's okay. So I wasn't saying that it wasn't a cool car. My grandparents actually had two. Okay. They had a a Probe and then they had a Probe GT. Ooh, turbo. Yeah. Uh, And they were both uh, stick shift. Uh, They both got... crashed into oh, no. uh, wildlife of some sort. Oh. <laughs> they live in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, deer. Yeah. And, uh, but they were, they were cool cars. That's a terrible name for a car. I know, but it's a name. Like, it's not, it's not numbers. Yeah. So, oh, did you, by the way, did you see that the, the new Bugatti rectal exam <laughs> just came out? <laughs> like, that's basically what it was. Like, the Bugatti cavity surge. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's nobody's gonna buy that. Yeah, I, I, it's erring on the side of safety just to throw numbers and and uh, letters at something, you know. Right, and but then you can back it up and say it's an acronym for you know something. But really, like, I don't know. Give us Acura Legend. Yeah, Lincoln Continental. Yeah, you knew exactly what that car was before you even saw it. Now let's talk about cars that have bucked the trend of that. Hold on, I want to hold on. Okay, can we circle back to Porsche really quick? Uh, so the the exception is, I think Porsche. And BMW to me are kind of an exception to this because there are there's racing heritage directly related to their I'm gonna bring alphanumeric uh, numbering scheme. Um, I'll so br- that's it. I'll, no, and th- you and I were actually going the same place oh, okay. because I want to bring up an exception to it as well that doesn't have racing pedigree to the degree that BMW and Porsche does. Ooh, let me guess. Can we play? Can I? Of course. Like, yeah, we can is all... it a Mercedes? No. Oh. Um, give me a hint. Well, I, oh, I just thought of another one. I have two. Oh. Oh. Well. And there's something in common with them. They have something in common. Is it windows that only go half- halfway? No. Oh. 
I was going to say SVX. It's the country they come from. Japan. Nope. Germany. S- Sweden. Saab and Sweden. Volvo. Oh, V70. The 900. Yeah, 850. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Saab 900, 93, 9000, 96, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are all cars that, you know, we really love, yeah. you know, except for the Saab 94 and 97. Right. But um, we really love, and it's okay that they have those truncated, you know, just numeric names. Well, and I think, I think uh, European car makers did that a lot more often, right? Because right. Because because there are so many languages, like true within just a small radius, except for the English, because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Everybody speaks English, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, that that's why European car makers do that, right? Yeah, more than anyone else. So, in typical Team Clearcoat fashion, we've presented something that we don't necessarily we had an opinion like. on, and then argued ourselves <laughs> out of that opinion almost immediately, like like neck snappingly fast. Yeah, but I it's. I don't, I don't like it. I here's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back and okay. and, and make okay. it, make it a concise. This thought is a safe blanket, almost. Cave. So I don't mind the alphanumeric thing, and sometimes even enjoy it when there's a method behind the madness. So like, no, you're exactly right. Right. So when they when when the numbers make sense, when the letters uh, have enough. Uh, heritage and and whatever to to make sense, then then I'm all I'm all, I'm all for it. Oldsmobile four four two. Yes, great. Yeah. that's another good example. Yep. You know, like things that like you, because it had four barrel carb. So yeah, I remember what four it was. bucket seats. Oh, is that what it was? And two doors. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. It wasn't the size of the engine. Oh, I thought it was. Nope. Anyway, I should eat more taffy. You should eat more taffy. Anyway, yes, and then but now that. Like the, I don't know what the fucking Acura RDX is. True. Or a Lexus well, I mean, RX, whatever the fuck it is. ILX. Or, or, yeah, we know what they are, but we just don't like it. You, you know what? They don't the, mean anything. The, they don't mean anything. They're crossovers. Uh-huh. I, you could hold a gun to my head. I would not be able to tell you, you, you which one is which. You know the MDX and RDX. I don't know which one is which. Hmm. Okay. I know they're both crossovers. One is slightly bigger than the other. Yeah. But I... Yeah, and that seems weird that like the RDX is the smaller one because it is, but mm-hmm. and the MDX is the bigger one. But if like I'm just thinking from like I don't know a reaction to letters, yeah. I think the RDX would be bigger because it's later in the alphabet. <laughs> Does that make sense, or do I no. have some kind of weird like <laughs> synesthesia learning disability yeah, I don't know. where colors equal numbers in my mind? <laughs> I'm not sure. Doesn't don't we all think like that? I don't know. I they just don't. They don't mean anything, so I don't. Okay, huh? I don't know. Weird. I think they're supposed. I think that's supposed to evoke the NSX. Okay, but I don't think that worked. I'm so. trying. I'm trying to be like a courteous moviegoer and unwrap this taffy yeah, without crinkling. Like the con, the look of concentration <laughs> on Dave's face. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it got really warm sitting on the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so that's our portion discussion <laughs> what a mess we didn't we didn't do a in this episode we're gonna discuss oh that's all right we'll just wing it yeah um so the next thing i want to talk about another thing that kind of came out in the last day or two uh something that you don't care about so you can just go ahead and chew on some taffy and i'll just go on for a little bit ian i care about everything oh <laughs> um so, uh, Formula One. So they've yes, the Formula One working group kind of uh, finished up their their recommendations, and 
they've come out with uh, kind of what they expect the 2017 regulations to be. And there's some pr- a pretty huge uh, change in the aerodynamics, uh, the aerodynamic aerodynamic rules for the cars. It looks a lot different than the uh, cars, the currently running cars. Yes, I am disappoint. However, okay, um, I like it just from how it looks. Yeah, the the rear wing mm-hmm. and the and the wider side pods and and everything yeah. and, and the, the cars longer. Yeah, it it does look better visually for sure. Okay, it's a definite improvement. Right. The bad thing as, as a fan is that they didn't do anything to address the huge turbulence that the front wings cause. Yeah. Which makes it boring because nobody can follow anyone for more than half a lap without completely destroying their tires. So the the big complaint now, and Tiff Nadell is a huge... Uh, he's he's the biggest mouthpiece on this exact point. I, I, com- I like Tiff. Who doesn't like Tiff yeah. Nadell? He's the yeah. greatest. Um, but I completely agree with him. So basically, his point is that the cars need less downforce and and, and more less, and cause less lift. turbulence. Right. Right. So the, so the car following behind doesn't have doesn't take such a hit from the draft. Is that correct? Right. So basically, what happens is. When uh, when a car is following behind because they're fa- say they're faster than the person in front of them, right? And so they're they're drafting. closed up and they're drafting. And they're they're waiting for their chance to pass. The um, all of the turbulence, all the turbulent air coming off of the car in front stalls the front wing. So there's not enough right. air, like and good it doesn't allow flow. it to pr- to provide downforce right. on the trailing car, right? Right, right. I believe it's laminar airflow is what they want. Okay. They don't have that. Okay. So it stalls the wing and it destroys the front tires, making that car slower. I so don't understand no how passing. it destroys the front tires. Well, if you don't have as much downforce, then the tire wear shouldn't be as bad, right? No, it'd be it would be worse because you're basically there's less. Oh, grip, yeah. So it's, it, it'll kind of scrub the tire, across the surface. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, t- the tires are des- designed to perform with that downforce. Exactly. Ah, uh, okay. Exactly. So they yeah. they they don't handle. That's the taffy talking. That kind of science. <laughs> taffy science. They don't handle. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't handle um, uh, side loading very well. They're, okay. They're designed for kind of. Yeah. Right on top, sort of. Have, having the air shove the tire down. They're yes. made for that. And when it doesn't yep. shove the tire down, yep. that's it when problems happen. It scrubs across the surface right? of the road from side to side. and that It's like if you it. overinflated your tires on your car, right, yep. to like 60 PSI and went driving down the road. Yep. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Okay. So um, so that's the big complaint. And they didn't do anything to address that. And everybody's kind of, kind of disappointed hmm. about that. I wonder why. I don't know. Because, well, I think... I think because they had this idea that everyone wants to see faster and faster lap times, which is... But everybody know, really wants to see more passing. Right. Everyone wants to see better racing. Yeah. And and they, they kind of address some of the mechanical grip stuff and they, you know, they, they address some of the rear wing concerns, but the, the front wing is what... That's yeah. that's the big... That's the biggest deal where you, you know, you have to have clean air mm-hmm. in order to have uh, any sort of downforce on the front. And... Yeah. You know, I mean, look at, you know, I mean, you know, look at NASCAR. Yeah. They've figured out how to make it a driver's championship. True. Yeah. By, you know, ma- the cars are designed to run in packs. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. 
it's an, it's annoying as a fan to see them sort of ignore everybody shouting at them saying the same thing but yeah you know there's a lot of money and interest oh and, man yeah yeah it's crazy yeah so. all right what's next on the blank of messaging system ian okay i want to talk about the future. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce that Ian has not yet drawn a wang on the Blankenfort messaging system this episode. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this is a new mature <laughs> for our new mature blanket fort. What? Yeah. No. Okay. Thumbs and armpits. <laughs> One of us has got to hold it together. You're going to be high on taffy here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's setting in. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Just got those taffy eyes. <laughs> Officer, he had taffy eyes. I had to shoot him. <laughs> I had to put him down. <laughs> All right. Let's um, talk about the future. Yeah. So um, recently, uh, Alex Roy was involved in setting the kind of autonomous uh, record for coast-to-coast driving. Uh, and then there's been a lot of news coming out about autonomous tech uh, in cars and how um, the new safety standards are like the, the crash test standards, are going to include whether or not cars have autonomous features as uh, like crash avoidance and okay. spot detection and all those okay. things that yeah. I get annoyed by, honestly. But right. um, for anybody who doesn't know, autonomous means the car can drive itself. Right. The, the car has recognition systems to tell if something's going to hit it, if it's going to hit something else. It can stay in lanes. It can read traffic lights. Yeah, so yeah. there are varying degrees of this, and kind of the first thing that happened that came out was the radar-guided cruise control stuff that where you could kind of set your, your following distance to the person in front of you in the, on the highway. You still had to steer, but it would automatically vary your speed, and then that kind of grew into uh, lane staying detect- in lane, staying yep. in lanes and even parking. Yep. And so this, this is the reason that everyone has electri- electric steering now, because you need to be able to use an electric motor to control the steering wheel if you're going to have any autonomous features. Yep. So that's why we don't have hydraulic steering anymore. Um, all these sorts of things. Well, we do. Well, yeah, we, we <laughs> because do. we have old cars. <laughs> right. So, and that kind of brings me to my completely mixed feelings on the subject. Okay. I'd say mine are probably mixed as well. Go on. So, in some respects, I welcome our new autonomous overlords. Okay. I kind of do as well. Because here's the thing. Like, it's... It's like the record store. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see where this is going. So when I go to the record store now, I don't have to fight my way through people looking through, looking for, you know, Katy Perry records. Fish. Or fish. or uh-huh. Well, I do have for fish <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> we are in Denver. <laughs> uh, but um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the record store is a place for... I don't want to sound too snooty, but connoisseurs, you know, it's, it's for people who are, who are enthusiasts, who, who are there because they, they care about, about the things that they buy and the, and the things they consume. Okay. So autonomous cars is going to do more to separate the idea of commuting from the idea of driving. Okay. And I think, I'm hoping that in this brave new world of autonomous vehicles and, and requirements for autonomous features, that there's still going to be a space, and that space is mostly going to be 20-year-old, <laughs> 20-year-old barely running cars, but there's still going to be a space for enthusiasts to, to enjoy the things they want to enjoy while still just like 
Like I can go to the record store and buy my records, but when I'm in my car, I can listen. I listen to MP3s like right. everybody else. Yes, it's going to be the same sort of thing. Okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that around. Okay, I I feel the same way. I feel like um, I feel like commuting sucks sometimes. Sitting in stop and go traffic blows. And um, if I could just hit a button and let the car take over, that would be so great. Um, just, you know, like just sitting on the highway in a parking lot, you know, like just having it like creep right. forward every few inches because, you know, because some idiot in a Volkswagen R32 decided to go ice racing <laughs> for a day and, you know, blew his alternator for his car and now he's blocking traffic in the road, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so so having having those kind of convenient things would be great. Um, and like you said, I, I, I automotive enthusiasm and, and racing is never going to go away. You're right. So it's, it's a way to separate consumers from enthusiasts, right? Um, consumers buy music on iTunes. Enthusiasts go to the record store. I don't know about that. No, I don't know. I like. Well, I mean, it, I think we could get into a pretty heated debate, like because if I only purchased music in an electronic medium, mm-hmm. like me, this is Dave talking, right. and you were talking to me, and you knew the kinds of things that I purchased. Would you call me a consumer or would you it's call me an It's not a perfect analogy, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like it's well, I, so it's not necessarily well. So like that, that's what I'm saying. Like in the I future, would say a mode, a mode. My mode is currently right. commuter. My mode is currently enthusiast, right? Because I'm right. an enthusiast that has to commute, mm-hmm. right? I can't Tokyo drift everywhere I go, bro. Even though I try, right? You know, but it, it's. It's a time and place thing, not necessarily a classification of me as a person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I get okay. that. And, okay. And, and like I, in my other in my analogy, right. you know, I I still do the consumer thing with music as well. True. But there's a space for me to also be uh, take it to the next level. Right. Okay. All you right. Know? Okay. And, yeah, as long as we don't state that the two are mutually exclusive. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. No, I think you know, I, I, I think in the in the future it'll probably be something like everyone will have uh, their autonomous vehicle that they go to work in and right. do all the boring shit in. Right. And then there will be a few people who hang on to their gas, gas cars and have to like plan out their routes to get gas. Uh huh. Um. But I think that's going to be okay, and I yeah. think it'll actually be be better, you know? And I, I think, you know, like we're going to see with the BMW i8, the Tesla um, P85D, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to see a lot of cars where you can, to a large degree, have your cake and eat it, too. You know, because that market is going to be there. Yeah. I mean, like, we're dealing with people that spend, you know, $90,000 on a Porsche. Yeah. Right? Like, they're going to want a car that can do it because, I mean, like, computers are only getting smaller. This technology is only getting easier. Like, let's say it doesn't have to be an electric car or a hybrid, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it it can still work. They can still have these things, these autonomous yeah. features and a, and a performance car. Well, and that's a, that's an interesting point, too, because it, cause the, I think the, there is I, – I have concern that the fun and – futuristic combination could 
there's a danger that that won't trickle down in the same form that it is in the, like the super high level cars right now, you know. Yeah, I I, I can get some weird form of it where it's it's going to be muted and we're not going to get the fun stuff, you know, trickle down. True, I th- and I think that's a valid fear, but I I don't think that that's going to happen because I mean, like all that stuff does trickle down. Yeah, and brand competition, like those brands are going to want to have like you know, like this is the electric steering that feels the best. Right, you can't even tell. Right, right. If like if Ford came out with that. Mm-hmm. And like Ford had the craziest, best steering feel. It felt like you had analog steering. Yeah. You know, they yeah. would, they would draw that market, you know? True. Yeah. True. And I, and we did talk about like last time, uh, talking about the, the lightweight thing yeah. being, the, being the, the new frontier. And, and that sure. is definitely already starting to, to trickle down, um, in a really awesome way. Yeah. So yeah, I have, I'm for the most part hopeful about, and not really that pessimistic about yeah, the future yeah. of of autonomous tech and stuff. But I know that I mean that's an ongoing thing in car culture, and there's a lot of hand wringing about it right yeah. now, especially with I think the crash test stuff. At the same time, though, the way it's implemented currently, like lane warning departure and stuff like that, drive that shit drives me crazy. Yeah, because it's just like I I kind of almost want it to be all or none. You know, I don't want the half measures because I feel like they almost make things more dangerous because people oh. feel like they don't have to drive the fucking car. Okay. Um, I can see that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of slowly eroding, like, the senses that you need to drive right. on a daily basis. Like, it's a cop-out. Like, oh, well. Yeah. You know, I don't. I can't see out of this car, but it's okay because I have a lane warning whatever yeah i can see that okay yeah i don't know but i just want i just want like fully autonomous i want a fully autonomous car to just drop in my lap right i know that that's not how it works yeah but no like that's what i want to take me to work take me to work yep 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 yeah exactly yeah i'm not going anywhere fun take me to work exactly so okay so i was on my way home from work today because I was working from uh, my new office, right? Mm-hmm. One of the rare days I work from the new office, right? Okay. And I don't like the commute. The commute sucks. It's just surface streets. It's twice as long as it was before, which still is not that long. People commute way longer than I do. Yeah. But there's no, there's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm still behind the wheel of my car. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going to goose the throttle a little bit. And I'm right. still going to feel the pull of acceleration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm commuting, but hey, I'm driving. I'm behind the wheel of my car and I like it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I was making the best of my shitty morning commute. Whereas in an autonomous vehicle, I wouldn't be doing that. No, but you'd be like watching a movie. Yeah. But then I'd be missing out on that driving experience. Yeah. But the driving experience could be at the weekend, on the weekend, right? I mean, it could. Yeah. It would you be know. a pure thing. It, it could be, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It certainly would be more of a time and place, but. Maybe, I don't know. Have you have you never thought about like what you would get if you didn't have to make any compromises? So, you know, if if cars become sort of like a commodity, right? So in the future, like if they're all autonomous, uh-huh. you got to think that that would drive prices down like crazy, right? So you could then afford, uh, and maybe I've taken that for granted, but 
it seems to make sense to me. Like there wouldn't be a lot of very, like if you're not driving it, right? You're then just you don't really care. In a pod, essentially. Right. You don't care about the shape, the color, the styling. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. like it's a subway car. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what? You know, why do you care what features it has? You know, it. True. You're just going to be sitting in it on your phone anyway. So, so then. That drives prices down, so we all have essentially Trabants. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. We all, it's like living in a dystopia, right? Right. But then we can have our Fiat 124 or whatever in the, in the garage and take that out on the weekend. So we can have a no compromises sports car. Like yeah. We both have the cars we have because we had to make compromises. True. Yeah. I'm team clear cut. We've made some compromises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. I still, this is really interesting because I think this is a, a flip of our personalities, yeah. right? I think you have a very, a very, uh, polar ideal, right? Mm-hmm. You, there's a one and there's a zero. Yeah. Where I I've really fell into the middle on this one. Where yeah. like I, I enjoyed my little drive to work, even though it was a shitty commute. I'm gonna start talking about feelings next. <laughs> no. Do you want some taffy? I don't. <laughs> I don't want any taffy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I have I have this. So uh, this might be a this might be a, a a telling thing. So we we talked. We said before we started that we were gonna talk only talk about cars. I'm about to violate that. So, but it's directly related to our positions on this last topic. So, if you could time travel, okay, would you? You mean I can time travel? Go on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can time travel. Sure. Uh huh. I do. Where are you going? Where Where are you going to go? Where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, in the scenario, like, do I need to kill Hitler? Like, is that kind you of? You can stuff? do whatever you want. I could do whatever I want, and nobody will like. Well, why didn't you go back into time and and kill Hitler, Dave? No, I, I'm genuinely curious, like, what your your first thought, this is what I would do. I would go into the future. Okay, I would too. And I would go pretty far. And Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and and kind of expose a little bit more about myself on the podcast, but I'm not... You don't have to expose yourself while you do that, Dave, just, <laughs> da, to, just da, to be clear. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Ian has diverted his eyes from my ginger chest hair. <laughs> Um, that, that V-neck got very deep. (laughs) Um, I, so I would go into the future if I could. And I, my motivation for that, if anybody is interested, I don't consider myself a religious person, right? I don't, I don't believe in God, but I don't have, I don't have a problem with people that are religious, right? Me and everyone else is going, where is he going with this? But I will say my faith, I still have faith uh-huh. and my faith is in my fellow man. Oh, wow. We're right? bringing all the feelings to the blanket for it. It really is because like the tech, the technology that we have, the advancements that we have, the, the drive to cure cancer, the drive to end mm-hmm. world hunger, like all of these things are, are mankind's efforts. Right. These right. these are initiatives that humans have taken upon themselves and devoted their entire lives to fixing. Uh-huh. Right. I want to travel forward in time and see how see how those things have manifested themselves. Because if we hop back to like 1940 and we were to time travel to now, it would look it, it, what we had in our minds and what we saw was very different. Right. Right. I want to have that same kind of experience and that reckoning mm-hmm. for what I thought it was going to be and what. 
it is as compared to how like how I believe in my fellow humankind. What's really funny about this is that I have I would do the exact same. I would I would go to the future. And I, I bring this up because there was somebody uh there there was a NPR story a, a little bit ago about um asking people and most everyone says they would go into the past and then like it's kind of evenly divided between like people who would do try to do something big like kill Hitler and other people who would just be like I want to hang out and just look at something. Okay. Know? Yeah. Or and you know so people hang who, out with Andy Warhol or something. Right. It's uh-huh. not like yeah. people involving themselves in history so much as just like I want to be there. I want uh-huh. to see what that was Experience. like. Experience. Yeah. Experience. And then like old people are just like I'm not interested. So Really? Yeah, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. So I I have almost the exact same kind of line of reasoning as you, but inverted. Like, <laughs> okay. In that I, I also would just go to the, I would want to go as far into the future as I, as I could that I reasonably thought humans would still exist. Right. But it's mostly just because I think that nostalgia is like our, our like genetic, genetically built in bullshit system. And, like history sucked. Like whatever, yeah. Whatever moment yep. we're in now yeah. is the best moment to be alive. Right, right. <laughs> Throughout history, that's been true. So this I, idea I that a, yeah, okay. something uh, might be better in the past yeah. is just nonsense. Right. So, but it's exactly the same uh-huh. sort of. It's like basically the same thing that you're saying. But I just have a much like sour more sour view <laughs> about my it. faith is in humankind your your my faith is that humans are idiots <laughs> because you know they were stupid oh oh ian oh, there'll be less idiots yeah. in the future yeah well they'll be less idiotic in the future yeah I yeah, when somebody's like, ah, oh, the good old days, you know, like <laughs> right. blah blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah, when women couldn't vote. Yeah, those were the good old days. Right, right. Well that's you this is fucking a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. But anyway, so that was yeah. a huge tangent tangent, but I, like I was that. wondering if your position on to- autonomous cars was rooted in some sort of nostalgia. Yeah. Or, huh. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's definitely a tactile feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. So let's talk about another thing before we talk about FMK cars. It's another thought experiment. Another thought experiment. Another thought experiment experiment that we can talk through and expose way too much about ourselves. <laughs> maybe lose some listeners. Yeah. Uh, maybe gain some others. Um. So, um. There's a lot of talk now that Volkswagen is, you know, in their current uh, <laughs> fucked up situation, is gonna have to uh, pay in the form of. <laughs> Uh, losing a brand. I, I, I just like my mind goes to like the Volkswagen factory or like the Volkswagen headquarters where uh-huh. it's just like, whoop, 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 <laughs> and it has been for like a month. And right. the, like people are running. Oh, ah, ah. Yeah. Like James like, Bond broke in <laughs> and are, one henchman made it to the alarm is what's happened. Yeah, people are getting fired yep. and like just papers flying. Like they're shredding like Enron. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enron parties all over. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. 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 So there, there's a lot of speculate speculation now that the fines and recall fixes and everything else and then you know just loss of sales because of loss of um of um sort of consumer faith yeah consumer faith and everything yeah. else is is going to be so great that they're going to have to shed a luxury brand i'm skeptical that that's going to happen <laughs> but in, in order for volkswagen to survive yeah 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 
But uh, I, I think they'll probably come out without having to sell off anything. Yeah. But if they did... Let's say if they did. Let's play pretend future. Yeah. Because uh-huh. we have a podcast with time to fill. Yep. That needs filling. Um, what? So in the scenario that Volkswagen has to sell off one of their brands, so we're talking, I mean, Skoda. Yep, uh, Skoda. Audi. Uh, Audi. Uh, Volkswagen. Or, um, Lamborghini. Porsche. Uh, Porsche, well, Porsche sort of is, they're more autonomous. I wouldn't include them because they're kind of. Let's include them. They're sort of owned by Volkswagen, but not Let's really. Let's include them. All right, we can include them. Um, uh, Bugatti, uh-huh. uh, Lamborghini, Ducati. Yep. Um, and Bentley. Yes. So those are the big ones and there's some others. But. Yeah, there's some other like commercial truck lines and stuff yep. like that. But for like luxury and performance and stuff like that. Let's talk about that right. stuff, right? Yep. Okay, so Ian and I were discussing this a little bit before, and he posed the question, which brand would you want Volkswagen to sell off and why? And who would you want to buy it, and what would you want the evolution of that brand afterwards to be? Yes. Okay, so you go first. Okay. I would hope that if they had to sell off any brand, it would be Bentley. Okay. And that they would, um, that Ford would buy it. For, oh, I see where you're going because this is going to come back around. It's going to come back around to Lincoln. Oh. As in all things lately. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with Lincoln lately, but it would it would allow Ford to basically have a tiered luxury yep. um, brand, right? Yeah. So Lincoln could be sort of that mid-level. The, and it would have the trickle-down stuff from Bentley. Right. A stepping stone to a Bentley. Right, but it would have a place. And right yeah. now, it doesn't have a place in the mar- in, in the market. Yep, but and, if it's between Ford and it's between Bentley, yep, yep, you and, can go up, you can go down. And it's better than them owning, say, Rolls-Royce. So if they were to buy yeah. Rolls-Royce from, from BMW, because Bentley does have kind of a more racing heritage, and they're kind of moving more back that way a little bit. So it would kind of dovetail with their Ford performance stuff that they're doing and, and everything else a little bit better than another luxury brand. And it might just, they might, you know, fall ass backwards into a direction for Lincoln, yep. which desperately yep. needs one. That would be, that would be amazing. Right? That would be great. And I know they don't have a great track record with owning European luxury brands, but... Aston Martin made some of its coolest vehicles under... Ford's ownership. Ian Callum designed some great ones. Yeah. Jaguar had some great cars during that time. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't, they had quality problems, which was an issue. Yeah. So they would have to. Has there ever been a a quality issue free Aston Martin or Jag? Well, I mean, just like, (laughs) like, you know, like, um, you know, switches and, and and all sorts of stuff like that. Like, um, my grandpa had an S type. Uh huh. And, uh, you know the the switch gear and that was out of a Taurus. You know yeah. it wasn't it was it didn't feel special or anything. Right. So they would have to figure out a way around that with Bentley for sure. Yeah, and and a way to keep them sort of separate. Uh huh. You know, but it would give them a home for Lincoln. It would, and that it would. would be that would be good to have a stretch rear wheel drive platform. Yeah, and then just build on that platform. Yeah, yeah. I mean they could even just use the the existing Bentley platforms for a few years until they could get you know. A, you know, a stretch D- Mustang into it, yeah. Yeah, basically like de-audify it. Yeah. Um, and put the engine in the right place. It's funny that you said that, Ian. Yeah? De-audify it. 
Are you? Oh, you want them to sell Audi? I want them to sell Audi. That's not going to happen, but I'm, I'm. I know. I'm intrigued. Okay, so I'm very, very conflicted about Audi, and okay. I don't know exactly what it would take to fix, in my opinion, Audi. Okay. Because I feel like Audi doesn't make car, they don't make cars for people like you and I, and I don't necessarily know if that's their place, but I think that the way that they make cars now is not the way I think a company should be making cars. I think a, a lot of times Audi makes their cars for basically to last about 60,000 miles, and then they don't really <laughs> give a shit what happens after that. Yeah. And this is very apparent with like how they've laid out the engines. They have uh, the timing chain guides right up against the firewall. Mm -hmm. So like something... So for anyone who doesn't know, there is a huge issue with mid to late 2000s era Audis where they have the... There's a part that goes bad. It's a timing chain guide. It's a plastic guide, mm -hmm. but in or, and it's a, it costs about a hundred and twenty dollars to for a replacement part. But in order to replace this part, you have to take the entire fucking engine out of the car. Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah, the whole engine has to come out. It's possible to do it on the V6s without taking the engine out, but it's not fun. Yeah, you've got to take V8s. You you can't. You yeah, you can't. You have to take the engine out, right? Yeah. So any company that has something like that, right, is not building those vehicles to last. The no. And I mean, that's, I think that's Volkswagen's fault just as much as it is Audi's right now. So is that what you're kind of saying? Like they need to be removed from that? They need a culture change? I don't know if Volkswagen is responsible for that because they don't they don't put timing chains up against firewalls. They don't they don't do that. Well, because they're in all their cars are pretty much most of their cars are um Front-wheel drive. Yeah. So their engines are just oriented differently. Right. They're just as much of a pain in the ass to work on. I can testify I, firsthand. I don't think so. Having having that V8 like wedged in, like, okay. It stupid. Or, or, the, or let's take the B5 Audi A4 chassis <laughs> the for the twin turbo. Yeah, yeah, the 2.7, 2.8 for the S4. If you had the turbos go, which turbos blow out, because guess what? They spin at 120,000 RPM. Yeah. They don't last as long as engines do. Turbos go out. You got to take the engine out. Yep. 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 Take the engine out. Like, that's... So a car manufacturer that has that, like, knowing that these components could fail, mm -hmm. right? Not could fail, but eventually will fail. And the only way to fix them is to pull the engine. Doesn't yeah. have automotive enthusiast people, like, at the core of their brand. Right? No, and I don't, I don't think Audi really... Yeah, they did. Ever did. Yeah, I mean, the Urquattro. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they went racing and they were successful, but... They were crazy successful. But the engine's always been in the wrong place. Not necessarily. Oh, man. My friend Lex is going to be really upset with me for this conversation. But I don't think... I, 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 I don't... I wouldn't put Audi in even the top 10 of, like, enthusiast brands. I I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. The Urquattro, the B5 S4, like if you just take these cars and say like they're in perfect working order, nothing is going to break, right? Like the the S4 destroyed everybody when it came to touring car championship. Yeah, but in street car form, so they weren't. 
I, okay, I'm not saying that there there, there wasn't an enthusiast base because there absolutely were, and, and there continues to be an enthusiast base for Audis, and rightfully so, but right. they're not driver's cars. I don't know. They've always had, like, really sporty suspension at their core. They, yeah. They've always had, like, you can still get manual transmissions in Audis. Yeah. Like, I I disagree with, with that. All right. That thing that I kind of forgot what you just said, I disagree with. <laughs> that they're not, that the there's a difference, I guess, between an enthusiast base and being a driver's car. They're not, they're not oriented to be a driver's car. I, I would disagree with they're, that. They're engineered for safety and, no, and I'd, status. I'd say somebody like Volvo is engineered for safety first, yeah. whereas Audi's in, engineered more for enthusiast. Okay. Yeah, more of a driver's car. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, so I, what I, would you want to have happen with Audi? You know, I didn't think that through. In typical Dave fashion, <laughs> I didn't think that through. But I kind of want, like, I kind of want Audi to float. You want them to be their own, their yeah, own brand? But then again, like, I think of the Audis that I don't like, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say, like, the Q5 and, you know, stuff like that. Um, the crossovers. Like, let's say somebody else bought Audi and they took care of the crossovers, yeah. right? They did the crossovers, like somebody like Lexus, you know, or Acura, you know, like one of the Japanese manufacturers, right? They, they took over the crossovers and Audi could still do big luxury like they do in the A8 Mm -hmm. and still do enthusiast cars like the S5 Mm -hmm. and the uh, R8. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And how that, how that would change. I don't know. I just want to see if Audi was all alone and could just be Audi, what would happen? That's interesting. Yeah, I've never thought about that because I, I think most of the most of the speculation has been around either Lamborghini, of course, or Porsche. Yeah, um, because Porsche is already almost on their own. Yeah, and and so a lot of people think that they should um, they should break out. Yeah, which almost makes sense, except for you know their cash cow shares a platform with all yeah. of the Volkswagen Audi uh, SUVs. So it does. Um, and now the Bentley SUV. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's a fun thought experiment. It I, is. I, I think uh, I want Ford to to spend some money on everything because I also thought they should have gotten into F1 when uh, Volkswagen couldn't couldn't get in, but that didn't happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dave just drew me a penis. <laughs> Blanket Ford messaging system. Yeah. His penises are a lot more, uh, <laughs> like, well-drawn than mine. <laughs> That's uh, dropping out of art school. That's what that gets you. <laughs> going, to, going to art school for a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, failing some painting classes. Did you fail painting? Yeah, I did. How do you fail painting? You don't show up. Oh, well, that will do it. Yeah, that does it. Yeah. Hey, Ian. Hey, Dave. Let's play FMK Cars. Yes. All right. Let's Blanket Fort. Uh, blanket Cave High Five. I'm still calling it the Blanket Fort. Yeah, Blanket Fort's more fun it's, than yeah. Blanket Cave. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Okay. Can I go f- first? Absolutely not. Uh, yes, please. Go first. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to get the easy one out of the way first. All right. Okay. These are... Um, Car alliterations. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is American Classics Edition. I love alliteration. Do you? Yeah. Okay, so first up, let's go in alphabetical order. Okay. We've got the AMC AMX. Oh. Boom, yeah. there's the picture. All right. Okay. American like. Classic Alliteration Edition. I'm, wow. 
Uh, up next, after the uh, AMC AMX, let's go to a Chevrolet Corvair. Oh, okay. That's the so I tried to get every car from 1970 mm-hmm. for this, but they didn't. They stopped making the Corvair in '69. Yep. Or maybe '68. Thanks, is, Ralph Nader. Thanks, Ralph Nader. I personally, I love the Corvair. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so this is a '69 Corvair versus. I don't the, know that much about them. Yeah. As far as like engine availability and that yeah. kind of thing, like what was the sporty Corvair? Monza. That was Monza. the Monza, the turbo. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, up next we have a Dodge Dart, 1970 Dodge Dart. Well, that's a got a, like a shaker hood and the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pretty sweet, huh? That is pretty cool. Okay. So which which engine does that Dart have? I don't know. All it's right. got one that goes vroom vroom. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the V8. Okay. Because I yeah. I've been in one that has the inline six and it's oh okay pretty slow. Well, yeah. I mean, this is you know 1970 steel. Yeah. This is when they made it heavy to make it feel American. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Channeling Mr. Mr. Regular. Yeah. Um, I am going to. I'm going to look at that AMX. That's such a cool body style. I'm marrying the AMX. Okay. Because it's so cool. I've I've always thought that like of the like client kind of like classic American muscle cars. Uh huh. It's always kind of been my favorite. Like I always have thought it, it was. It was kind of quirky and it was it was kind of different than everyone else's and it's just super cool. And um, guess what? I knew you'd marry it. You know why? Why? Because it's a brand that's extinct. It's AMC. We yeah. want brands that are extinct. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm going to. So then I'm going to uh, fuck the Corvair and be unsafe at every speed. Yep, as you should. Yep. Yeah. At all the speeds, I'm going to be unsafe. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, which or Dodge Dart? Yep, you have to crush a dart. Yeah. Okay, so that's American Classics Car Alliteration Edition. That's a cool one. I like that. Thanks, man. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh huh. I have a I have a title for mine. Okay. Because of course I do. Of course. Uh, I love your title so much. Four legs good. Four cylinders better. Oh. Okay. Four cylinder Porsches. Oh. Since we were talking about the... You're going to have to show me pictures of these because I'm bad with Porsches. Well, the first one, I don't think I will. Okay. Uh, We're going to go with this. (laughs) Fine. I don't want a picture. Well, no, I mean... I'm just going to eat some taffy. (laughs) Taffy my feelings. Fucking taffy. (laughs) Um, You bought it. Yeah. The first one is, you will know, the Uh 356. Okay, yeah. We'll go with the... All right. Yep. Okay. Classic 356. Yep. Such a beautiful little car. Very, very cool. Yeah. The next one, uh, nine four four turbo. Okay, I, right. I do know what that looks like. Yep. Okay. The next one is the nine six eight turbo S. Okay, so I need a picture. Sort of halfway between the nine four four and the nine two eight. Oh, I actually really like that. Yeah, they're really cool. Oh, let me see the nine four four again because maybe I don't know what a nine four four looks like. You do. They're pretty close. Okay. Um, you're pretty close. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. the 944 is a little more like angular. Yeah. And the 968 is a little more like 928-ish. Okay. So I'm going to kill the 944. Oh. Okay. Did not see that coming. I'm going to marry the 928. 968. 968. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to F the 356. Okay. And I'm just going to tootle around with a, it's going to be a 356 Cabriolet spider. Yeah, 356 Cabriolet. I'm going to tootle through the canyon roads. <laughs> that was the sassiest thing you've ever <laughs> said. It's going to be a Cabriolet. It's going to be a Cabriolet. <laughs> it's it's going to be the convertible. Okay. And I'm so when I was it, 
in the year 2000, mm-hmm. in the year 2000, in, in the year 2000, I was about to move to Colorado. I mm-hmm. took a giant road trip to go out to uh, Camp Pendleton to see a friend of mine who was in the Marines. Okay. So I drove from Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. land of delicious barbecue, mm-hmm. to San Diego, California. Yeah. Through on the way, I knew I was land of drunk Marines, land of drunk Marines, 29 palms. Um, uh, I knew I was going to be moving to Denver. I I had a job lined up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I took this big road trip and part of the road trip was that I was going to find a place to live in Denver. I was Mm going to stop. This is the year 2000, man. Like, you know, like finding a place to live was pretty hard online. Yeah. You know, back then, like you kind of had to go there to like really see some stuff. Right. Sure. We didn't have Google street view for you to see all the 19 check cashing <laughs> places across from place that you didn't want to live when you first moved to Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I came to Denver, I found an apartment and then I, I continued my drive to San Diego. I went down through Durango and mm-hmm. four corners. Oh, awesome. Beautiful drive, right? Yeah, cool. And when I was down through four corners, driving through the desert, coming the opposite way, there was just Porsche 356 after 356 after 356. Oh, wow. Like there must have been some kind of rally or something. But honestly, for like eight hours, I just saw insanely mint rally, like road rally prepped. 356 is just like I can't even do the Volkswagen yeah. burble. Yeah. That's awesome. It was it was so glorious. Yeah. That's so really cool. I would love to take a mountain drive like that in a 356. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Oh, Ian, I've got a good one for you. Okay. Oh yeah, Dave was <laughs> Ian. Dave was almost as, as excited as he was when he saw the taffy after he wrote this one. Ian, you're gonna love this one. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. This one's called 1989. Okay. All right. All right. Don't think Taylor Swift, because this is not it. (laughs) I wasn't. Okay. Cars from 1989. Yep. That have an album from 1989 stuck in the cassette deck. Yes. Please tell me uh, Taurus SHO with an (laughs) NXS album. Close, but no. Okay. So 1989 was my favorite year for music. One of my favorite... Really? Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite albums, Pixies Doolittle, came out in 1989. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, No, Tribe Called Quest came out in 1990. Uh, De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising came out in 1989. I'm guessing none of these good albums are in these cars. Oh, Ian, you're wrong. Oh, okay. You're going to want every single one of these. I know. This is not being mean. Oh, okay. Okay. So first up, we have the beloved Ford Taurus SHO. Yes! All right. With... Pixies Doolittle stuck in the cassette deck. Okay, Mary. Hang on. All right. Just think. All right. Now, in this scenario, you are driving the car and you live with a car in the city that the band is from. Whoa. This is important. So the Pixies are from Boston. Okay. Okay. So So you have an SHO in Boston and this needs to be considered. So presumably I'm just going to be, the car will be totaled in five minutes (laughs) from a drunk Southie. <laughs> you know, we might have a fan in Boston. Don't be mean. All right. Okay. All right. Up next. I'm just saying it's the only place I've ever seen someone speed up for a red light <laughs> from like half a block away. <laughs> okay. All right. Up next. Guess what else came out in 1989, Ian? I don't know. Paul's Boutique. Oh, that's right. Okay. okay. All right. And that's in the cassette deck of a Cadillac Fleetwood. 
from 1989. <laughs> I need to look up what a Cadillac fleet was. I didn't even remember what that looks like. And you're driving this through the streets of New York City. <laughs> Just low and slow and rocking Paul's Boutique, baby. All right. Through NYC. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, wait. I got to look up. 1989, 1989 Cadillac 1989. Fleetwood. I should have pulled up a browser tab that had that. Yeah. A lot of help you are. Oh, God. There's one more. Oh, God. Yeah. Not... Not the golden age. No, but like it's kind of cool. Yeah. And like you're rolling through the streets of New York City because it's not going to matter how fast you're going. Yeah. Can it be in Burgundy as well? Oh, hell yeah. The interior could be Burgundy. Your yeah. name Burgundy could, over Burgundy. We're going to call you Burgundy Jones. <laughs> My God, look at that interior. Yeah. Yeah. No, you That's need Burgundy disgusting. on Burgundy on Burgundy. All yeah. Right. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Paul's yeah. Boutique NYC Cadillac. All right. <laughs> You know what else came out in 1989? What's that? Jesus and Mary Chain's album, Automatic. Okay. I'm unfamiliar with that Jesus and Mary Chain album. Okay. I All really right. only know their first one. Okay. Um, they are from East Kilbride, Scotland. Kilbride? Kilbride. Okay. And in this, you have a 1989 Saab 9000 Turbo. Saab 9000, Ian. 9000. Yep. Man. And I'm in a small town in, in Scotland. In Scotland. Now, now, if you don't know the Saab 9000, I can take you to Saab school on this. Yeah. So the Saab 9000 um, used a larger version of the Saab engine. Mm-hmm. So it was a 16-valve, four-cylinder turbo, but instead of two liters, it was 2.3. Okay. And it had a larger turbo. Typically, uh, some one of the Saab communities needs to, uh, community members needs to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the Mitsubishi TDO4 turbo. Okay. I could be wrong. I think, yeah, I can't remember, but I think it had a larger turbo than what was being fitted to the 900 at the time. All right. Because those 9000s, like, modded, those are fast as shit. And actually, they had a much better suspension setup than the Saab 900. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I will say that the Saab 9000 did not have the engine in backwards like it did for the 900. Mm. So it was a transverse engine like it is in my NG900, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, you have you have that, you know? Right. All right. So... 1989. Yeah, this is a tough one. So I'm, I'm marrying the Taurus SHO. Okay. As a previous um, SHO owner, is that obligatory? I th- I think it might be because I, you know, as we talked about nostalgia being our own personal bullshit filter. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I have a lot of bullshit for that car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're just gonna be listening. And Boston's okay. Boston's yeah. cool. And and Pixies Doolittle. Pixies Doolittle's great. Um, so I I think that's my daily driver. And now I'm torn with the other, between the other two because Paul's Boutique and New York is cool. Right? Right? But Cadillac is less so. But, but you're in New York. It doesn't matter how fast you're going. That's you're in true. NYC. You just got to Yeah, look I'm crushing good. the sob. I'm sorry. Really? Paul's Boutique is too cool. And I do, and I, I, I kind of maybe do like the idea of cruising. Right? Cruising in Manhattan. You just get a slice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. So I'm into get, it. You're going to yeah. do that for I a feel day? good about it. I've actually sold you on a Cadillac, Ian. Yeah, a, re- a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With like 180 horsepower out of a V8. Yep. And a lot of iron to pull. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is okay. it one of those things that stops moving like 30 minutes after you get out of it? 
<laughs> yes, yes, yeah. it does. So, how would you answer that one? I would, I would marry the sob. You would marry the sob, yeah. and and I would have to uh, f the. Um, I would have to. Yeah, I'd have to f the Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, and then that means I'm crushing the SHO, which I. It, it's a bucket list item for mm-hmm. me to drive a Taurus SHO. Yeah, well, well, it's not that cool. No, I need to. Ian. All right. Yeah, yeah. Don't you tell me what my bucket list can and can't be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. 1989, Ian. That was a good one. I liked it. Thanks. That was a really good one. I got so excited writing that. I just yeah. kept thinking like, oh, oh, in this car. No, that's <gasps> a good one. I like that. And I like the twist of having the, the city with the, the band. I like that kind of stuff. That's awesome. All right. So this one is just patently ridiculous. Are you being super mean? No, I'm okay. not. It's just It's just... Silly. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. All right. So it's called because I just wanted an alliterative title. Uh huh. Cosplay in a cop car. <laughs> okay. All right. You do like alliteration. Yeah. That's the yeah. best. Okay. So this is dressing up as pop culture characters yes. in cars that have been used as cop cars. So you're not dressing up as a cop. Okay. Okay. So the first one. <laughs> We're going to go, oh, I'm going to change up my, my order here uh, for maximum comedic effect. I was going to say overdrive. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the first one, Chevy Caprice. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. You're going to dress up as the Joker, but the oh. 1960s TV version. Okay. All right. right. Which is a little bit better, right? So you know about my, you know about my thing with clowns, right? <laughs> my my fear of clowns? <laughs> you know, I didn't even put that, I don't even think of him as a clown, though. I know, but so... Like, I also have a uh, fear of people that wear masks where I can't see their eyes. But in this scenario, you are... I know. Are you just worried about somebody showing up as Batman? No. No. (laughs) I would... To stop you? The Joker would be okay. And your dastardly deeds. Yeah, the Joker would be fine. But I'm saying, if there's something else in here where I'm going to have to cover up my face, it might be an issue. Mm, Nope. Okay, go on. Nope. What else we got? (laughs) So the next one... Is a Ford Crown Victoria. I'm I'm clutching my body. So, and this one, this was. I'm girding my loins. The whole. Ian, where are my the loins? The whole reason I. Are they down here? <laughs> yes, they're kind of this whole area. <laughs> the uh, the whole reason I wrote this one is because I thought it would be funny to have you dress up as this person. Uh-huh. So Ford Crown Victoria, and you have to dress up as Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> For some reason, who's Snidely Whiplash? He's from. It's a super the wacky races. No, no, no. It's from Rocky and Bullwinkle, and oh. he's the guy who ties the girl to the oh, train tracks okay, okay. in Dudley okay. Do-Right. Okay. The Dudley right. Do-Right cartoons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y- you can picture Snidely Whip. Yes, yes. Okay. And then the last one. This is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. A Dodge Charger. Uh-huh. What What year? Uh, The the newer ones. Okay. The newer All ones. Right. Uh, I, know, I know you like the taillights. I do. So you know that whatever's coming is probably not, because it's clearly the best car out of the bunch. It is. Princess Leia, <laughs> Slave. Job of the Hut slave mode. <laughs> Duh. That's what I wrote down, Job of the Hut slave mode. Duh. Duh. Like it was going to be anything else. Right. I mean, if you're going to cosplay as Princess Leia, you're going to cosplay as Princess yeah. Leia in slave mode. You know what? I'm marrying the Charger. Yes. <laughs> and I will own that fucking Princess Leia outfit. <laughs> Who says I can't wear it? Not Who me. says I'm not going to wear not it? Not me. I gave right. you the option. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I want a Dodge Charger. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily like the Dodge Charger. I do like its taillights. 
I don't know if I really like the charger. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. I like the way it I'm, looks. I'm kind of getting over all this high waistline, yeah. uh, high shoulder line car design. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's where we live now because of crash yeah. regulations. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible to design a car without that that being so emphasized. Yeah. So, hmm. Ford Crown Vic, Snide. Chevy Caprice. Yeah. Basically, it's going to come to come down to Snidely Whiplash or the Joker. Yeah. Do you need a picture of Snidely Whiplash? Yeah, let me see a picture. <laughs> Chevy Caprice. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, <gasps> no. I changed my answer 100% officially. Ian, I don't care. I'm yeah, ki- but look at him. He'd be I'm funny ki- with like that. I'm, I'm killing right. Snidely Whiplash. No. Yep. Okay. No. I want to see you tie I'm, a damsel in distress to a train track. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm going to turn you around. Okay. You're going to, you're going to, you said no, but you're going to say yes at the end of this. And right. here's why. Okay. So for a day, I'm going to cosplay. I'm changing my, the charger to an F, right? Mm-hmm. So I am marrying the Chevy Caprice. Okay. And the Joker. Okay. And here's what I'm doing. I am donking the caprice with a joker theme <laughs> question marks and big question that's mark. the riddler that's the oh, riddler oh who the shit was the joker oh my god i thought you were supposed to be the comic book guy i here. love i like marvel and and indie stuff i'm not i don't like dc as much oh okay well the joker then oh like heath ledger joker yeah the, okay the yeah. joker yeah okay yeah yeah so, but yeah, I like it. You, you can still the donk old, it. Still donk it. Old Riddler. Yes. The old Riddler theme. Well, yes. the old Joker theme. Old Joker theme. Yeah. Yes. So 1960s Joker. I want to see what the 1960s Joker looks like. Adam. Yeah. It's my, my like dad. the Adam West one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, geez. I have to paint my face white like a clown? Yeah. Oh, shit. Would you rather be Heath Ledger Joker? No. Oh, crap. Ian. But he was more of a, like a cartoon character. That doesn't make it better. Oh, it doesn't? I thought it would. No, that's too clowny. Yeah, I'm... Ah, oh, crap. I thought it was the Riddler. Nope. I changed my answer again. I'm going to I'm gonna marry Slave Leia Dave. <laughs> All right. And you're going to just choke it down and, yeah. and be the Joker for a day? Or are you going to be, be Snidely Whiplash for a day? I'm going to be Snidely Whiplash for a day. All right. And I, I'm twirl gonna, that mustache. Yeah, I will. You twirl it. You twirl it hard. I just thought of another idea for FMK cars. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> We've gone, I'm guessing, like three hours. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Should we um, wrap this up? We should wrap this up. Okay. Oh, dear God. Oh, you know what? We need to get up a freaking shout out to Jonas in yes! Sweden. Oh, yeah. Dude. We got... We got an email from Sweden, Dave. I, dude, Jonas, what is up? You and the Sob Club out there. We, so we're in the process of, of designing and making a new Team Clearcoat sticker, logo, some t-shirts and stuff. When we get all that finalized, uh, let's do an exchange with your Sob Club out there um, in Sweden. We'll send you some stuff. We'll send you some Team Clearcoat shirts and stickers. And uh, if you send like- us some meatballs. <laughs> You send us some well-designed furniture. <laughs> we make some fun of Sweden a lot. We do because like joking, like like gentle ribbing, and then we get an email from Sweden. Oh god! And I, I, I want to go to Swe- I want to go to Sweden so bad. I really want. I, I want to go to Trollhattan and mm-hmm. see the Saab Museum. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, and I joined uh, Jonas's Facebook group awesome. for his thing. I uh, don't, it turns out, read Swedish, <laughs> so I have no idea what's happening. It could just be pictures of sobs and just like, like a bunch of racist stuff, and I would have no idea because I can't tell what's happening. But <laughs> So uh, you, you like a post and you don't per- know? No idea. <laughs> it's like, who's up for yep. you know clubbing baby seals? Here's a picture of my Turbo X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Hey, Jonas's English was better than mine. Yeah. Uh, Jonas, thank you so much for your email. Yes, thank you. Oh, Oh my Thank God. you very much for for listening, dude. That's the best. And also, he had the greatest like the greatest sort of review. Uh, and it, I'm not sure if he meant it this way or not, but I'm glad he he worded it this way. He said that he had listened to several episodes and quote hasn't regretted it since, <laughs> which is just oh, the hasn't best. regretted it so far. So far, yeah, hasn't regretted it so far. That so. sounds like a compliment your father would give you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Now, Jonas, honestly, man, that you, I can't even begin to describe like how happy that makes us yeah, to get we, an email we, from you. It's so freaking awesome, man. We made a thing, and someone from Sweden emailed us about it. That's Dude, crazy. Oh my god! Like we, we have a, we got an internet friend in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry that you, Jonas, that you have an internet friend in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, much less exotic. <laughs> in in weed-filled, <laughs> weed-smogged yeah. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So anyway, if you're ever in Denver, come see us at the Blanket for it, and you can be on the podcast. Oh, my God. A thousand times over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Let's do the plugs. Yeah. Let's go to bed. Okay. All Although right. You're not going to bed because you're high on taffy. Oh, taffy, 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 Take him to Taffy Rehab. Let's record more episodes, Ian. Let's do more. Let's internet. Let's Facebook. Let's let's FaceTime. Let's. Okay. So, Team Clearcoat. Uh, you can reach us at teamclearcoat at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Team Clearcoat. Uh, oh, we're on Stitcher. So, if you like Stitcher uh, for your podcasting uh, app thing, um, you can find us there. Um, I haven't been so good about putting the episodes up on SoundCloud. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it's only been the most recent two. Anyway, so SoundCloud, Player FM, tune in, other places, iTunes, rate, review us, please, on iTunes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm at NuckNuckGoose on Instagram and Twitter. Ian is at IRollSoHard, E-Y-E, RollSoHard on Twitter and Instagram. And since we're since we vowed to never talk about feelings again, I'll do your plugs for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. All right. Well, I think we covered some good ground. We actually talked about cars for like ninety percent of did. it. I'm tired. Which is good. Taffy's worn off. Yeah, I just sugar crashed. All right, let's end it before Dave falls asleep at the uh, mic. Okay, blanket fort high five. Bye, guys. <laughs>